welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam, now COVID-free, and out and going to the movies again. Yay! Oh, and Harley Quinn had a new episode today, too. I gotta watch that tonight. I forgot about that. Um, probably because the reminder of such things is going on to the, like, going on to news and seeing that, you know, oh, it's a new episode of such and such thing. Um... So, you know, and here's the big reveal from, like, the new episode, but it's kind of a non-sequitur episode, so it's not like, spoiler appears in the new episode of Harley Quinn, or spoiler appears in the new episode of whatever, it's kind of just like, you know, more subdued, it's like, if someone shows up on Harley Quinn, it's not exactly a surprise. Um, but here we are, um, with Bullet Train. Now, here's the thing. Going into this movie, I had high... I had weird level of expectation going into it. Um, because when you watch the movie, when you saw the trailer, at least when I saw the trailer, um, I was like, oh, this looks really cool. It's very stylized. It looks kind of, you know, unique and different. And it's got a nice cast. It's got all this cool stuff in it. Um, and it looks like it could be kind of funny, too. It's like, you know, Tim Miller of Deadpool is a producer, and, and Anthony Fuqua is a producer, and you got a lot of, you know, people on this movie who know what they're doing. So it could be, it could have been cool. But also there is kind of like the same hesitation I had going into Deadpool initially in 2016. Um, where Deadpool, um, there's a very fine line that movies like this, like action movies that are also comedies. And apparently, I can tell you this, not firsthand from me, but firsthand from the row in front of me, I thought it was the fucking hilarious, funniest movie on the planet. Um, apparently, the movie is better if you're stoned, because I was sitting there, I'm like, I don't think it's that funny, but the people in front of me were definitely stoned, and they were laughing their asses off the entire time. So, you know, mileage may vary, but I can I can say they had a good time. Um, a very loud good time. And when did that become a... I'm not, I don't mean to, to sit here and go into a soapbox and you know, become like, uh, start, start, you know, I'm not doing an anti-drug thing, I don't care if you, you know, smoke and go, or eat an edible and go to the movies, I'm not gonna be a, a, a pussy about it, but like, here's my thing, um, it's not that that's my problem, my problem is, when did it become okay to be loud in the movies, uh, and obnoxiously loud in the movies, um, Like, like, that's my problem more than anything else. It's, like, this idea that, like, you're paying money to go see this movie. So, like, why is it that I, I have to, you know, sit here and, I'm like, my, my time watching the movie is, um, like, my attention is being drawn between the movie that I paid to see and then also, like, the asshole next to me who's, like, you know, loud and, you know obnoxious, and also, I think I've addressed this multiple times on the show before, because it annoys me, I tend to go by myself when I go, because it's, you know, dragging someone else to the movie multiple times a week is a tough sell a lot of the time, um, but, if there's an entire empty row, um, why the fuck would you pick to sit in the pot of seats next to where someone else is sitting, like, why would you do that? I don't understand it personally. Um, 
but yeah, like those are just two little pet peeves from this, um, from this screening. Um, what else was there? Um, the movie's kind of, you know, pretty straightforward. If you've seen the trailer, you got, you basically know the plot. There's, there's a train that all of these assassins are on, and all of these assassins need to, um, what's it called? All of these assassins need to get a suitcase, or a briefcase, that has a bunch of money in it. So, the entire plot revolves around all of these people basically fighting on this train over this suitcase. Um, and it feels like, and the effects indicate to me that this is the case, that the idea of it being self-contained and kind of low budget was the case from the beginning, and then they decided to blow up the budget a little bit and do the movie that was released. Um, because, like, by the time you get to the third act, and it's like, you know, it is largely self-contained, and it's an emotional story about, you know, that, and then it's like, and now we're gonna hijack the train, and the train's gonna go running off, you know, the end, and, 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 and it's gonna destroy this town, and, you know, there's gonna be all this stuff, it, it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of like the Batman in that regard, if we're being honest, where it's like the Batman, if you remember, um, my, my big criticism of it was like, the the movie feels very small, very low budget to an extent for the first two acts of the movie, and then when you get to the third act where we have this giant, you know, set piece fight with, uh, what's it called? Not set piece fight, but a, a giant, you know, like action set piece set around a, a flood of Gotham Harbor. It's like it, it, the stakes feel very different in that in that bit, and it's like, well, who who needed that? Is my question. Who why like why is that needed? And I think that you could end the story on the train and in the train station, and it works better than and the train's going off the rails, and now. We all have to, you know, band together. Like, like, the whole thing felt kind of, at the end, big for the sake of being big. Um, there is a lot of, um, what's we're looking for here? A lot of uh, exposition delivered. I wouldn't say awkwardly, because it's doing what it is is doing for a stylistic choice. And I understand what they're doing. It's just... I'm not a fan of it. Um, the idea that, like, all these people are on the train, and as we meet people, we're going to expose their backstory as to why they got on the train. And a lot of it is not essential information. Um, I don't necessarily need to see a lot of it a good amount of the time. Um, like, I do feel kind of like, after watching it, a little bit like I did after watching John Wick. Um, but considering how John Wick went forward, I don't really wish that on this into a franchise. Um, I would like to see, you know, this world kind of expanded a little bit. And the thing is, too, the action isn't quite as good as John Wick, but it does have that same stylistic flair that John Wick does. Um, excuse me. Um, that does make it, you know, kind of interesting. Um, for the viewer, but the issue is, like, you know, I would take, and I think that part of it is, too, it's like, 
you know, especially when you consider um, how short some of these characters are actually in the movie. I don't think we need backstories for all of the characters that they give us. And to an extent, the movie knows that because by the time we get to the Hornet or the Wasp or wherever the fuck the Zaz, I think it was Zazzy Beats played her. Um, I didn't stay for the credits, but I was like, oh, that looks like, she looks like Domino. Um, whatever the fuck, uh, like the Hornet, you know, like by the time we get to her, we don't really get a backstory and she's on screen for a very little amount of time. Meanwhile, like, you know, the, the, what's it called, the, uh, the wolf, um, we get a full fucking backstory on him, and he doesn't have much screen time at all, um, I, I feel like that's kind of a problem, like, and, and I understand why they don't exposit the prince's backstory, who is Joey King's character, um, like, I get why it makes sense to while I watch the movie, like, oh, like, when you get to the end, especially, like, we were getting toward the end of the movie, and I'm like, this character has a fuck ton of screen time, and we really don't get a real sense of why she's doing what she's doing, or what her connection is, and then I'm not gonna spoil it, but by the end of the movie, when they explain what her connection is, it's very quick, and I think that, um, like, especially when we get to the third after the movie, and to explain where the water bottle came from, that gets a montage, like, but I, I think a little bit more of the prince would have been helpful. Um, even if you, you give me a half-assed one in the beginning, and then full-ass it later in the movie, um, just so that way I have something, and then be like, oh, that's why that happened that way. Like, th that would make a lot more sense to me than, than doing what they did here, which is, you know, not give you much backstory at all about her, and then all of a sudden she's you know, she is who she is, um, what else was there that I had an issue with, um, I don't know, I, uh, I liked everyone, like, everyone's pretty, you know, good in the movie, and everyone, it, it's a comedy, it's a comedy, so everyone, and everyone does comedy pretty well in this movie, I think the only one who doesn't really get a chance to have any jokes, and she, it's kind of like she's taken from another movie almost, um, is Joey, Joey King, who, it, it really does feel like she's from an entirely different movie in terms of tonally who she is and all of that. The only comedic moment she's involved in is is her the very end of her time on screen. But it's not even like she's functioning as a straight man off of other comedic characters, where it's like it, it, it is like it's an entirely different movie when she's present. Um, like. And not in a good way, where it's like, oh, we're going to juxtapose the drama, the comedy with the drama, in the way that, like, say, Everything Everywhere All at Once did earlier this year, where it's like, we go from a scene, you know, one minute where we got the, this, this, you know, this raccoon being taken because it was in a, uh, like, a hibachi place, and it was on the guy's head, like, ratatouille, and then, um, and Evelyn is riding on the guy's shoulders, um, to, to chase after him and controlling him the way the raccoon did, and it's like, and, and that's happening, and then at the same time, we get these deep emotional moments between the, the mother and the daughter, um, it, it's a, it, it's, it's a very, jar, it's a tonal shift in the way, more like Thor, Love and Thunder, where it's like, oh, that, we're, we're expositing a lot of information here that we need to get through in a short period of time, 
So we're going to move quickly through the information. Hope no one gets hung up on the what's it called. Gets hung up on the details or the semantics of what's going on in this movie. Um, Maybe other people will have better response to that. Uh, Maybe other people who watch the movie won't be quite so hung up on it. But for me, that was a pretty big hurdle to get over. For me, it was... This is a pretty important part of the movie to be like, you know, especially as we get to the end and we find out her ultimate role in the whole proceedings. And even that, her role in the proceedings is kind of ancillary and tacked on. Like, it's not even like she she's added in a capacity that makes it like, oh, okay, that, I understand, like, now she has a reason to be on the train. Um, and I would argue that she's not the only one who, you know, has a reason to, like, you know, even her whole thing with getting the guy by pushing her, his son off the roof, like, that whole, and that's not a spoiler, they're pretty clear about that very early on, it's like, it's not like, oh, and I was the one who attempted to kill your son, no, they, they, they explain that, like, very early on, um, I, I feel like the, like, did she know about his father's role in the organized crime that led him to the White Death? Did, did she know about that? Did, like, I don't think that's ever really explained in the movie. Um, and, and, and it's a pretty important piece of information because it's like, if she's going to be the, if she's going to kill the White Death, which everyone on the train has a motivation to kill the White Death by the end of it, like, if, if her ultimate goal is to send out this guy to do it, like, does she know the involvement? Because that just feels like plot convenience at a certain point. If we're going to be like, oh, okay, well, it worked out that, you know, that happened there. Like, otherwise, you know, th- there's not enough thread holding those particular pieces of fabric together to catch my drift. Um... Yeah, besides that, it's a pretty fun movie. I mean, it, it, that's what it is. It's, it's it's fun. And there's something to be said about a movie that's just fun. And it's not, you know, it's it's not there to, you know, to be particularly deep or to be, you know, something more than it is. It's just a fun, you know, action movie set on a train. Um, and it largely is on the train. Um, and the way the train is designed is really cool. And, you know, all... And you get that same, like, in, in John Wick, the, the taking the damage... The, the taking the hits. And, and I would like to see, you know, a, a John Wick or, or a Raid-style movie, or, like, The Princess, which also, which also starred Joey King earlier this year, um, where she, uh, where it's like, you know, that kind of thing on a train car, well, on a moving train would be kind of cool. Especially if it was in this style with these, with the choices that went into this movie, that would have been very interesting, I think, to see. Uh, but that's not a, an indictment of this movie for not being a entirely different movie that I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Um, and someone will probably correct me via email, 30minutereviews at gmail.com, if that movie does exist already. Um, but, whatever. It is what it is. Um, movie came out today, but if you have not yet seen uh, Bullet Train, you can go ahead and check it out wherever you go to see your movies. I think that for me, it's AMC, although AMC's been making my life harder lately with their fucking renovations. Because, like, look, I understand you got to renovate the theaters, um, because 
the theater, especially the one I went to, is kind of old. And they had movie posters up all over the place in this theater. And and the, the posters were all for, like, you'd go through and be like, Philadelphia, Beauty and the Beast, and all these other, like, you know, oh, wow, really cool movies, and, like, you know, kind of classics. And, and then you get further down, it's like, Paul. And it's like the Seth Rogen stoner alien movie. Okay. Um, but the movie, the theater didn't need to be renovated, but, like, goddamn, one theater at a fucking time. They're down to six screens at this point. And it's like, why the fuck are you closing down so many screens at once? And why is it taking months on end to do the to do these renovations? Where it's like, I got, you know, like, like if you wanted to see Vengeance, which came out last weekend, I gotta go all the way to, like, almost to Nassau County on the border and, and pay out of pocket. It's not a, re- it's a Regal, not an AMC. Like, goddamn AMC. I, I, like, I, I feel like I should email and be like, hey, so, like, what the fuck? Like, I, I want to know, I understand, okay, on the one hand, I understand that Avatar 2 is coming, and, like, I understand that one of the theaters that's being renovated as part of this big project is the IMAX theater, because, and, and the Dolby Theater just opened recently. I totally understand that they want to have that IMAX theater open and ready to go by the time it comes for, um, what's it called, by the time it comes out for, uh, uh, Avatar 2. I, I totally understand that. And in all likelihood, these theaters will all be reopened again by the time we get to the winter blockbuster season. So, like, for movies like uh, for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and things like that, we will be back to full capacity. And I understand that right now, it's like... And, and quite honestly, for me, I probably would have found a way to complain at no matter what, because, like, movies like Marcel the Shell with shoes on, I had to go pretty far to find a theater to, to go to. Um, if I wanted to go see it. I haven't seen it yet, because I'd have to go all the way fuck far away um, to, to go and see that, because this theater is closed, or mostly closed. And in the past, because it's a 17-screen theater, it would have just been open. Like, when I go to see Clerks 3 next month, um, I'm going to a different theater altogether that I don't like to go to, because there's nothing really around it for me to go and eat before or after. Um... But the issue is, like, well, there's not really any other option, is there? Because it's like, okay, well, I can't, like, what am I going to do? Go to, uh, you know, I can't, the one I go to usually, which would show it. And I think that the only reason that they haven't put a screening out yet, like, put a, like, oh, we are going to hold a screening, here's the time we're going to do it. I think the only reason I haven't done that yet is because I, I don't know if they're certain they're going to have theaters open, and they already committed to that Kirk Cameron Life Touch movie, or whatever the hell that thing is called. Um, like, they already committed to that, and they already committed a screen to that. So if they're still at six screens, they're not going to do that, and then also commit another screen to uh, Clerks 3 and put two Fathom events up for that. Now, would one make would it make more sense, say for Clerks 3 to play within walking distance, if not a place that has a university bus to a major university center uh, over a, a Christian uh, religious movie. You know, one could one could make that argument. One could probably successfully make that argument. Um, but it is what it is. So we'll wrap up there for today. Uh, this weekend is the 7th anniversary um, of 30 Minute Reviews. 
seven years, and the, the seventh anniversary episode will be recorded on Saturday, seven years from when we recorded the first one, um, and we're going to have a guest, as long as she has off work, I'm pretty sure people will figure out who it is, so tune in for that on Saturday, so until then, have a great rest of your week.